Okay, brothers and sisters in English service, long time no see. It's good that you have Pastor William with you, and uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you at church uh, in the near, very near future, hopefully. So I continue on to the series of of the King, the series of the King, and this time Pastor William given me this uh, topic uh, as the tempted king. Why? Why the king has to be tempted? Because, I mean, it's an age-old thing. No one ex- exempted from temptation. From the very first Adam in the Garden of Eden, he was tempted and he fell. And Jesus, being the second Adam, he has to go through temptation. And he, he has to overcome in order to bring salvation to us all. So let's have a look at this some um, temptation thing, and because we all we're all tempted, more or less, and at times we fall. If it's not by the grace of God, we won't be here. So let's have a look. What is this um, temptation that we are facing? Now the Cambridge. By a Cambridge Dictionary uh, describes that, that it's a wish to do or having something that you, you know you should not or do or have. That is temptation. Yeah, I mean, we all faced it at time. But what, what, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about temptation? And what, what our king had to go through? Now let's let's um, have a look. Have have opened up our Bibles and in Matthew chapter four, Matthew chapter four, verses one to eleven. I'm reading it from in the NIV. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, "If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread." Jesus answered, "It is written, 'Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God.'" Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. "If you are the Son of God," he said, "throw yourself down, for it is written." He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, "It is also written, 'Do not put the word the Lord your God to the test.'" Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And this I will give you, he said, if you. Bow down and worship me," Jesus said to him. "Away from me, Satan! For it is written, 'Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only.'" Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Now, this passage very simple. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by Satan, but the thing is. He has overcome, and that is the the this is so significant. It's a crucial point for us 
as Christians to overcome victory, overcome temptation, and, and and be victorious. So when we when we are tempted, we can have confidence. According to this passage, we can have a, a have the confidence in Jesus, and and sure have this have this assurance and promise that we can overcome as well. Yes, indeed, we are, we're all tempted in various ways. But we can have hope and we can have assurance and we can have the promise in Jesus. Now, this word temptation, okay, in, in Hebrew is, is, is nisa. Now, and in, in Greek is perasmos. Now, what, what do those words mean? Okay, now, nisa. Or, or perasmos in, 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 in New Testament and in Old Testament. It's not just something negative. It it's actually can be both positive and negative. Because um, when, when, when God was testing um, Abraham for his faith by offering Isaac, all right, Nesa, God used this word, he tested Abraham. But but the Israel, Israelites, when they tempted God in the wilderness, also this word, Nesa. And the New Testament, Perasmos, also has this kind of a positive and negative kind of a, a connotation. So it's not, it's, not about, it's not about who is doing that. It's about, it's about the mentality behind it. God does not tempt us, as James has said. But we're tempted by our own evil desires and, and we fall and be, we're enticed by them. And the devil will certainly will do his best to, to tempt us in order to pull, away, pull us away from God. So this is the biblical definition of temptations. Can be testing, can be trialing, can be tempta- tempting. Okay, so, but for, for Satan, our tempter, I mean, he is, is part of the, the, the plan that, that he, really, he really wants to pull us away, separate us from God. It appears, appears to our natural desires in order that we are to fall in it and to annihilate ourselves from God. So in the, in the, in the, gen, in the, Book of Genesis, we all know the classic record about this, the fall of man. Okay, so it was a tempter. He was disguised as a serpent, but I mean, he could disguise himself as, as the angel of lights too, right? So we need to be prudent to discern what this tempter, who, how does it appear? And there is this temptation, the situation that we are being in it, and the one, us, being tempted. And I uh, wasn't sure if it was an apple or what, sort of, what kind of fruit was, was there, but it was forbidden anyway. And, and the tempter himself was trying his best to set out to kill, to destroy, to pull us away from God in any given situation. And often this temptation will hit hardest in, a, in the areas 
of of our weaknesses. So just imagine, you know, that we, I mean, we all have our, our different personalities, experiences, our, our, our characters, uh, our likings, you know. But at times we are strong in certain areas, but we're weak in other areas. And there, you know, for, I mean, for different things, that different things will ha happen in life. I mean, certain things we like, we, we're easily, much more easily tempted than others. For instance, if there was that fruit, if, if that fruit was this, I mean, I certainly will not fall into temptation. I would actually run away from it. Others couldn't even smell, I mean, stand the smell of these things. I remember when I, was, when I first came to New Zealand, it was about 13, I was about 13, you know, and somebody kind of tried to, during lunchtime, I was an intermediate, and they gave me a, a kind of a, piece of bread and, and, I, and, I, and I tried it. Wow, what, what's this in there? This black, you know, this color, brown, dark brown color, and it's so salty. I, whoa, I couldn't even stand it. Oh, and then I realized it was Marmite. <laughs> no, thank you. Certainly, I will not fall into it. But if you really, really like durians or if you really, really hooked on Marmites, you could do anything. And, and you just easily fall. And, and Satan knows where our weaknesses are. Would it be for men? Would it be, would it be for sex? For ladies? Would it, would it be for clothes, uh, material stuffs? Or, or who? Others would fall into pride? And I remember in 1985, there was, um, there was a, a Christian author who, who has written this book, uh, Money, Sex, Power, by this guy who was called Richard Foster. And it, beca it became a classic. And indeed, um, that was that what, what the three dimensions of temptations that he, he mentioned, that which actually has its roots from the beginning. Say so in Genesis chapter 3, when the serpent was tempting Eve and Adam, oh, I mean, you can eat the fruit. Look at it, how lovely it is. And, and the Bible described that it is indeed the fruit was good for food. And it appeals to the, our materialistic desires, money. And and, and pleasing to the eyes, our emotional, our inner desires. And desirable to gain wisdom, that's pride, that's power. Same thing. When Jesus, our king, was tempted, I mean, there is a word says, there's a phrase says, an old trick is fine as long as it works. In Cantonese, so, Satan tried try the same thing. Turn the stones to bread. Appear to Jesus, appeal to Jesus. You know, he was hungry. It was something that's materialistic. Indeed, we need to eat. Are you, you've been fasting for 40 days. There's something, I mean, turn the, turn the stone to bread. You can eat. And jump down from the temple. The inner desire. 
I can be great. Oh, I jump down and I'm not even hurt. And you worship Satan, he'll give you the kingdoms of the world, power, pride. And that's why old Apostle John, he, he reminded um, the Christians at a time, it was the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of this life. We need to be careful. We need to be careful. Now, I think we need to understand the things that come at us. And we need to be careful. And, and we, we need to, to be sticking in Jesus. And by his grace, by his power, we overcome these temptations. So how are we going to be victorious? How are we going to win over these temptations? We can't do it by ourselves. Not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. So how can we win? There's three temptations there. And how did Jesus overcome? Firstly, the will of God. And then the indwelling spirit that was in Jesus and then, thirdly, the noble identity, identity that he knows, he's very certain of. And we can win over these temptations as well. Now, um, this is the map about Jesus. Uh, when um, the Bible recorded, he uh, was, when he got baptized in John 3, and then the, and then the Spirit led him uh, to the wilderness, okay? to the wilderness to be tempted. And after the 40 days of temptations, he, he, he overcame. And, and, and then after that, he started his ministry. He went up back up to Nazareth and then went out to Galilee, to Caponium, to start his ministry, preaching the gospel, the kingdom of the gospel of the kingdom. So how are we going to, yes, yeah, I mean, Jesus, he's son of God, but I'm not Jesus. How can we overcome? I believe that because of the victory of, over temptation of Jesus becomes a power, becomes a promise, we can have victorious power, life over temptations. We can win with Jesus. So firstly, the word of God. In verse 4, Verse 7, verse 10, it is written. It is also written, for it is written. Now, all these, uh, Jesus was replying every challenge by Satan. You turn these stones, become bread. Throw yourself down. Come and worship me. Bow down, worship me. And, and Jesus replied, it is written. It is written. It's, it's the word of God has been written, and I truly believe that. And if we, we are careful enough, we know that um, Jesus was citing the Old Testament scriptures, right? Surely, I mean, there was no New Testament at, at Jesus' time. All the Bibles, all that was written, it was the Old Testament writings. But which Old Testament writing? The book of Deuteronomy. Why Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy was recording the, after the 40 years of Israelites in the wilderness, just before 
they were going to the promised land, Moses again repeated the law to them. Get yourselves ready. Go into the promised land. And Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days and ready to embark onto his ministry. So there was a parallel there. And Deuteronomy is not just the anywhere in Deuteronomy. And it was between the verse, three verses were all in the chapters 6 to 8. And every Pal- Palestinian Jew at the time would know that 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 three passage I mean three chapters there was no chapters at a time that the the the, the record, recordings of, of those those uh, passages it was really belonged to the um, passage of Shema Shema hear O Israel okay it was a command for the Israelites to hear the laws of God so Jesus knew. Jesus was convinced. So it's not much, even though he was the son of God, but it's the father's will. It's the law, laws of God that he is to submit to. So how are we as disciples of Jesus? How do we treat the will of God? I mean, surely we can read, we can know the Bible, we can even recite, but it's not just the knowledge of God's words, but we need to observe, we need to practice, we need to trust on his words. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? I'm sure it's not just young person, anyone who stay on the path of purity. By what? By knowing the word of God? By reciting the word of God? No, 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 no. By living. I mean, knowing and reciting and, and you know, it's, it's, it's understood. But ultimately, we need to live according to his word. And that we can have the a power and assurance to win over temptations. Secondly, the indwelling spirit. Now, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Now, just imagine. I'm not sure if others could see it, but he certainly would, could see it. And he knew that the Holy Spirit was descending upon him. And that's why in, verse, in, in chapter 4, verse 1, um, Matthew described that, that Jesus was led by the Spirit. He did not go in there by himself, but he was led by the Holy Spirit, uh, by the Holy Spirit in the, into the wilderness to be tempted. Okay, in, in Luke, verse, uh, Luke ver- chapter 4, verses 1 to 2, verse 1, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit. Okay, I mean, we're full with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. We still need to go through testing. God does not, test, God does not tempt us, as James has said, right? 
but the, but he, he through these situation he tests us to test our loyalty. Okay, but the Satan will certainly do do his part to pull us up, pull us down away from God. So it was what the the Holy Spirit led Jesus for these 40, 40 days in order to, to prove his faithfulness, his readiness to, to overcome and to fulfill the gospel. Because he's not just going to preach about the gospel. He needs to he need to he is the gospel. So he must win over he is he as the second Adam, he has to overcome. And praise God, he did. So it was it was the word of God he trusted on, and also he knew the the spirit was in him. And he 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 knew that God would not allow him to go through something that he could not bear. And same with us. We have the Holy Spirit in us now. Okay. And yes, we are under trial. We are under, under, testing, all, under testings all the time. And, and, and Satan would tempt us. But the Bible promised in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, promised that, I mean, God will not lead us. God will not let us tempted beyond what we can bear. He will certainly open up a way for us. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit will not push us, push us to the dead end. He will allow us to go through that and then to be strengthened, to be strong, to prove our, our faithfulness to God and God can use us. Yes, I remember, you know, um, the Lord would also taught us how to pray, okay? Lead us not into temptation. But how does this, I mean, how does this reconcile with this passage that the, the Holy Spirit led Jesus to be tempted? And, and Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation. And uh, um, I mean, the, we are all tempted. I mean, we are all tempted at all times. But Jesus taught us to pray is to um, not to the stage that we're going to be critically fall. I mean, being unwell is one thing, but when we when we ill to the point of death is is another. All right, we we have our flus and cold and you know, but if you died of a flu, it's pretty critical. I mean, as in life, we are being tempted all the time. And pray that God will not lead us into the point that of no return. And, and Holy Spirit does his job in reminding us, uh, bring us to our cautiousness about where we are. You're going too far, my son. And the Holy Spirit is reminding us as, as our counselor, as, as our, our, our protector, as our advocate. So he will not let us go to this critical moment, but let us hear his, his voice. Let us pray 
and let us be diligent. He's always with us. He's, he's speaking to us right now. Maybe we're going through some sort of um, challenges, uh, some, some temptations at the moment. What is he saying to you? Um, I mean, with, surely he will speak through the word. And sometimes he speaks through different, different circumstances. But it will, he, will, he will not contradict the will of God. So what, what is he saying to us now when we are facing temptations? A, theologi- a theologian, Warren Weiss, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but anyway, it doesn't matter. He says that temptation is Satan's weapon to defeat us. Yes, he would do all, you know, he would fire his fiery darts, arrows, bullets, but God can use temptation as tests, as tools to build us up. So we do not need to fear. W, word of God. I, indwelling spirit. N, noble identity. Matthew three seventeen. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And Luke, from another perspective, and that was even more that was even more convincing. Like the voice said, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now, just imagine, I don't know which version was more correct, exactly, you know, which was exactly was the, 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 the voice spoke. But imagine Jesus, he knew he was going to go to the cross. Now he's, he's, he's got baptized and he knew he has to go through trials. 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he needs to start his ministry. And it will be oppositions. It will be misunderstandings. It will be, it will be, the, I mean, it will, it will be flocked. He will have to go to the cross. And at worst of the lot, he will have to face the annihilation because of the sin of man he was bearing upon his shoulder. He has to be annihilated from his father. That was the worst, the worst pain of all for him. But here, his father promised, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going to face in the future, you are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. I'm sure that will be a great comfort. That will also serve as a great, great encouragement for him to face anything, anything in the future. You know, hard labors will not kill us. Others oppose us, that's okay. As long as we know we are loved 
and we can love someone. I mean, for those who's, who's married, you know, if you and your spouse can stand together, I mean, nothing, nothing can come into your, and, and, and invade your family. If you and your spouse can, in God, we are stand, we're standing together in unity and with, with love, in love, nothing in this world can, can beat us up. I mean, for, for me and Simo, uh, we'll be coming up 29 years. I mean, we had, had a fair bit of challenges, trials, testing. I'm sure Satan had done his bit to try to pull us away from God. But because we pray together and we, 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 we are very, very certain from day one that God has placed us together to walk the path of life together. I mean, there's a couple, in the last 10 years, there were a couple, three times, Simo has nearly said goodbye to me, right? But because, because we are in love, and I can surely look at her and I say, you are my wife, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. And she can look at me, and she can look at me and say to me, you are my husband, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. I mean, we can face any challenges. Just, just think, our Heavenly Father, the perfect God, He says to you, you are my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. I tell you, I can face anything. Any fiery darts, any arrows, any bullets from Satan, I can still stand because I know I have this noble identity. I'm a son of God. You are a daughter of God. We are children of God. We can sure win. So, W, word of God. I, indwelling spirit. N, noble identity. They all come from God. We have this assurance in Jesus. And he has won over temptation. And we can, by his power, by his grace, we can win over it as well. And Luke 4.13 describe that. I mean, in Matthew, only one phrase it says, when, when the devil, I mean, um, then the devil left him. But in, verse, uh, in Luke 4.13, it says, when the devil had finished all his tempting at that time, at that time, 40 days, it was quite a long time. And he left him until an opportune time. I mean, don't ever think once we have overcome temptation and then we're done. No, no. He'll come back. He'll keep coming back. He'll, he, he looks for another time more suitable, maybe more, up, I mean, more, more he thinks is, is more benefit beneficial for him to come and attack us again. So let us be diligent. Let, let us be, let us keep awake, okay? Um, you never know he's coming back again. But yet, we have the will of God. We have the indwelling spirit. We have the noble identity. No one can take that away from us. So a few questions for us to think about in our groups. 
What are some of the weaker areas in, in our lives that we often fall into temptation? I mean, boys will have, uh, will have our weak areas compared to girls, okay? And, you know, different stages will have different challenges and, and you know, sometimes we're, we're, we're okay, but often we're not. So what, try to identify what are some of the weaker areas and don't laugh at one another, you know, because everyone is different, okay? Some like durian, some don't, okay? Some, some, some really like Vegemites, all right? Okay, honor, but uh, be careful. <laughs> and, uh, and secondly, remember an experience of uh, us overcoming temptations. I'm sure we all had these kind of victories moments. Um, and praise God, there's nothing to brag, but um, uh, we can share it just to, to encourage one another and to glorify God. And, uh, and which three, one of these three, maybe more than one, factors that, um, that will serve as good reminders for us when we go through temptations in the near future? The will of God? I mean, they're all inseparable, you know. I mean, we can't have one without the other. But, but you know, maybe one or two that really, really remind us, you know, oh, I need to really trust on the word of God. I need to remind ourselves, wow, the Holy Spirit is in me. I can overcome because he's he's in me. He's speaking to us. I need to pray to him more. And maybe I need to remind ourselves, I have this noble identity. I'm not going to fall into rubbish. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, if I I have the great, great banquet. Uh, uh, I remember, um, what's his name? Um, It was a guy. um, He was said, look, if, if you know the, the sizzling steak is, is, in, the, is in, in the grill, I mean, you won't settle with the lunch meats, you know, the luncheon meats. I mean, wow, we, we have this, this great, great abundance in God. Why settle with the little chicken feet, you know, right? Let's, let's pray. Father God, just uh, thank you for your promise. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the victory of Jesus. And in him, we can overcome as well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you in your precious and wonderful name. Amen.